conversation series where V and I sit down and have the type of conversation you would have on a red eye flight late at night when the world is asleep. All sorts of thoughts can pop into your mind and we keep things thoughtful and entertaining as we discuss these ideas. Today's topic is a very popular one, AI, artificial intelligence, which we have seen all over the place, V, on social, on TikTok, on Instagram, on YouTube. Everybody's talking about AI, and the big splash was this tool called ChatGP3, which is basically this chat bot that you can literally ask it to do basically anything, and it does it better than most people would do it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty pretty amazing. I think um, the importance of this conversation, I think, is, is twofold. One, in understanding um, the value that AI potentially can create. And then two, answering the questions and the fears um, that a lot of people have um, with the advent of this technology. Some people saying that this is going to be um, the last piece of technology that, um, that will be created, that will be necessary uh, for mankind, um, which is a pretty bold statement, right? Um, <laughs> it's uh, a very, very bold statement. Yeah, but I think, I think, um, you know, we have learned um, experientially um, the value of these tools within our business, obviously, and how they've helped us kind of bridge 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 a gap and solve, especially in the times that not just our company but a lot of companies are in with kind of the declining economy, the the COVID um, related issues, um, that, cre- that were created work from home issues in terms of productivity of workers, how to continue to effectively run your business and get what you need out of your business. I think considering the, the market dynamics and the external factors that exist in the world, they've kind of encouraged the advent and use of these technologies in a much wider scale than probably before and speaking personally they've obviously helped us tremendously um, in terms of keeping the business afloat and continuing to keep our uh, frequency um, and consistency going with the business despite having a much smaller staff now than we had before yeah i would definitely agree with that and i think like one of the one of the things that i definitely want to touch on is this whole idea of fear of new technology. And I think we see it with social. We see it anytime there's automation. The first reaction from people, and I, I've seen this a lot in my holiday conversations as well, just kind of talking to people I don't usually talk to, a lot of fear about AI. And you know, oftentimes fear comes from this idea of pride that you know I'm an expert. I've been doing this for so many years. How could a computer do it better than me? But really, like what that's you know saying is, I'm scared that I'm not better than the computer, right? And it's like, I think that there's an inevitability to new technology in the sense that regardless of your reaction to it, you do have to adapt at some point. So whether you like AI or you don't like AI, 
you still should learn how to use it because eventually everything's <laughs> going to be built on it, right? So why not take take the opportunity that comes in front of you? I think it's like so often that we watch people um, squander the opportunity to be ahead of the curve because they are limiting themselves in you know their openness to taking advantage of a tool that might have come across their path. And like you know, I also just kind of want to notate that by saying um, smart productive people use their tools to create better outputs. They don't limit their tools to get to the same output, right? And I think like that to me is always what I think about when I see people like get frustrated or try to push away technology. Yeah, and I think another key word here is um complacency, right? I think what people are fearful of is oh, this is going to replace um, you know, a lot of these, a lot of jobs. And the reality is it already has, right? Um, many, many companies use AI tools and customer service, other, other functions, but, you know, these new tools that have kind of been making noise, um, recently also can do a lot of work, um, that would take a human being a lot more time to do. And I think what you are talking about with people, I think it comes from, their fear of advancing their own abilities, you know, and, and continuing to develop new skills um, and tools. The truth is that I, somebody still needs to be in control of that AI to prompt it and tell it what to do. And there is a difference between someone who knows how to tell the AI what to do well and someone who doesn't. Right. And that's where some of these people who are fearful, oh, I'm going to be replaced. I just saw a recent thing where for the first time somebody is using an AI computer to defend them in themselves in court. I saw um, that too. And it's uh it's it's pretty crazy. Um, but the reality is is that okay, well, like you said, how do I use these tools instead of being scared of them, whether I'm a lawyer or a doctor, how can I use these tools to better administer my practice because the reality is human beings one thing that won't be taken taken away is the need i think for human beings the basic natural instinct and need to speak to and interact with other human beings in business settings and in other settings it's just a matter of you now understanding that the global economy is changing right like we had this big shift 20 years ago where the manufacturing industry died in the United States um, as things got outsourced and technology um, improved and there was less need for the basic assembly line worker. The world is still spinning, right? And it's still working despite that change. But there were some people who got lost in that shuffle simply because they were not willing to adjust to a new climate and learn new tools. With the advent of AI, there are so many jobs now. If you go and take a basic AI development course within this sphere that you can get employed in, within cybersecurity, within so many other areas, it's not a matter of of losing things. It's a matter of changing what the necessity is for human being. Yeah. And I think one one interesting thing about the national conversation about AI is that up until now, the demographic that technological advancement has affected has been mostly blue collar workers and it's been rural yeah. blue collar workers. 
So, you know, we had this Trump movement. We had we have this massive population that's disenfranchised because they're not really being heard or understood that, you know, they're in a tough situation in terms of figuring out how to earn uh, a way to make a living in our modern society. This is the first time technology is getting to a point where it's going to affect our cities, where it's going to affect a lot of our six-figure jobs. Because the reality is that like, there's two things that are going on right now. One is that tech companies have significantly overpaid their employees for you know, the yes. last several years. So there's a correction on that that's happening in the marketplace. But kind of simultaneously, there are many, many, many roles within marketing, content creation, um, and business building, like the legal roles, like you just called out earlier, that are nothing more than you know, taste applied to a formulaic thought process. And if you can automate yeah. that formulaic thought process, the amount of time the person with the education is actually needed to implement something decreases. And so people look at that and say, well, you know, if I'm a lawyer, like I saw a lawyer raging about this, uh, this, um, you know, uh, AI legal thing uh, on TikTok yesterday, and he was upset because he was just like, "This doesn't make any sense." And he, you know, he was trying to shoot it down, but like, you know, what it really was was he was scared that he was not going to have a profession anymore. And one way of thinking is, well, I'm not going to be able to do things the same way. That's true, but you have to ultimately change and evolve, regardless. That's just kind of how the world works. Everything is always changing, and I think like. At the core, you know, and our listeners are probably already already thinking this, but this is especially for if you're a minority, if you're a solopreneur, if you're a small business entrepreneur, if you're in a position where you're able to create value simply through your own actions and efforts, even if you're in the creative industries, this is an opportunity to 10 to 100x your output if you're really smart about how you do it. And if you're that lawyer, it's an opportunity to get. 10 to 50 more clients, as opposed to trying to argue against AI, say it's not good, spend five years doing things the status quo way, and at some point being replaced because you never took the time to to really understand how to implement the tool. Yeah, I mean, and another area is obviously as we're seeing all of these like digital posts is the art world. You can literally prompt a lot of creatives in the art and art space are very worried about this as well. Uh, the reality is, as you said, is this is really about the people who take advantage of the tools. Um, I think a lot of the fear is also based in some of these movies and TV shows that are created like iRobot, where the robots, you create robots and they, they, they decide to take over humankind. And people are really, you know, that, that has an effect on people's (laughs) thought process. But the reality is someone needs to tell these things what to do. And and I understand some of the fears, especially with what's happened over the last two years with COVID, people working from home, um, really being fearful of what's going to happen next. But the reality is this is our, a lot of those people have to look in the mirror as well. A lot of the reason that companies are looking to these tools is because when, when work shifted from in office to at home, workers started working less. They were less productive. That is your own fault. And you have to take accountability for creating the advent or creating the necessity for your replacement, right? Um, if I think this is true for everything. We wouldn't need these automated cash registers if people 
to work at those cash registers were continuing to do their job very well. What I see in society is happening, and you see this, and and anybody who goes to restaurants now sees the decline in the level of service um, that you get now that you have kind of uh, this this shift in culture of of just mentalities of of not really appreciating or valuing your job because you get now you put your credit card customers put their credit card into the machine and it automatically kind of forces or prompts them to leave a tip even when you're getting a carryout order you kind of feel like this little piece of guilt if you don't tip them um but you may get replaced because of that because you're becoming so comfortable with that you're not working as hard and you're not doing your job as well of course you're going to get replaced and a company or somebody who's trying to make a profit in their business is going to find a way for it to be more efficient um and this is also like a reality is just think about where the opportunities exist here right go invest your some of your income in the tech sector of 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 the stock market because if you think if you play this scenario out and you think about it right if overhead is reduced then profit margins are going to increase in a lot of companies and so as long as you follow that aspect of it and understand what the actual end result of this is and and align yourself with the end result because the reason a lot of this is happening is so that it can be more profitable find where those profit centers are and align yourself with them take those bets because there is an opportunity for you to make more money, work a little less hard. Um, and as you said, also in the entrepreneur space, e-commerce space, create a business that that works without you having the fears that come with, oh, how am I going to afford the employees that are required for me to grow my business? Right, right. And I think something that's that you know I want to highlight too is your, I think your cashier example is really strong. Like the the experience we all want when we go to run an errand or we go do something in the world is that we want it to work seamlessly and we want to be treated really well. And yep. I think for the most part, technology has proven to do a better job in making a seamless experience um, in situations like self checkout. Obviously, it puts more work on you as the customer, but even you know from an AI perspective there are these types of like rote tasks that it's able to automate drafting blog posts putting together like the start of an idea drafting 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 is really to me like the core value but if you're at that restaurant and you go and you order on your phone and you can close out on your phone it's still nice to have one or two managers walking the floor having personal conversations with you and because they're not taking orders since it's all happening on your phone they're just delivering food they get an extra three to five minutes per person to actually have a conversation and make you feel at home in the restaurant you're going to, which is a throwback to me to the values of older times. Like the technology ultimately puts us in a situation where we can achieve growth goals and maintain the human connection in a more special and intimate way than before. And, you know, one continuation of this example would be the doctor's office. The amount of Mm -hmm. time spent diagnosing or creating prognoses for your conditions if a doctor can punch it in or if you punch it in on your phone before you get there and it says here's your probabilities of all these different things you know to the doctor and the doctor is able to sit down and talk to you about it instead of spending the first you know five to ten minutes 
asking the same questions they ask every single time, it creates more of a connection with your physician as well. So there's room in all of the fields that AI is going to be applied in, which is, I think, every field. There's room to take a lot of the things that are limiting the quality of care, the quality of legal work, the quality of you know your dining experience, your checkout experience, and really improve that quality by focusing on the human connection and allowing technology to do a lot of what we rely on. You know, I would say our brains to do like the same way like calculators have made finance and accounting so much easier. It's the same thing, but you know, on a much broader scale. Yeah, d- yeah, definitely. I mean, it definitely is is that. Um, and then I also think it's it's really valuable before, and I think this is uh, before you react to something, right? And this is just a general issue with society is it's let's just react immediately we got to share our opinion and our thought and that's usually based on you know whatever your personal psychology is and it could be fear-based take the time to educate yourself on what exactly this means for you versus just dismissing it immediately or you know the or just 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 letting that fear fear take over Like, you know, and I think it would be helpful um, for people to to really understand how they can utilize these tools in their own life. Ask yourself that question. How can I utilize this technology in my life to make it better versus being scared that it's going to make it worse? Um, And at the end of the day, that's really the truth of any cycle um, in terms of evolution is the people who adapt survive. The people who don't adapt die. At the end of the day, um, I don't think I don't think that we have to worry as long as human beings exist um, that these things are going to replace human beings and they're that we're going to go extinct. Now, what it is is going to do one thing that I do think is a fair fear for people, um, both in the white collar and blue collar space, is the fear of what am I going to do now. Right, because the reality is everybody can't afford to educate themselves on these tools. Not everybody even has access to these tools yet, and it's also, um, I guess, I guess magnified by kind of like the typical conspiracy and fear mongering that has existed since COVID kind of took over the world in terms of these conspiracy theorists who think that all these actions are related in terms of governments trying to eliminate human beings, uh, the number of human beings on this earth because they're not needed anymore. Those type of fears are also kind of constantly reinforced in these digital spaces like Twitter and TikTok. And it's like, do you have... Is that kind of how you have to ask yourself that question? Is that how you want to live your life? Is living in that fear, living in those conspiracies? Or would you rather just believe that, hey, how is this going to benefit me or how can it benefit me? And I think it's helpful for us from our personal experience, Partha, to kind of highlight some of the ways from pre to now. And I'm going to ask you this question because you've been implementing the tools more. How has this made made lasso a better business than it was before that's a question that that i think would be very helpful to answer let's talk about lasso and then let's talk about some of the ways our listeners can utilize ai as as a tool in their life so in lasso 
we use it essentially to draft everything. So press releases, blog posts, all of that's written by AI and that we go through and we copy edit it. So we basically rewrite it for the most part in language that's more on brand. But the value of it is it's much easier for us, we've noticed, to get something from 80% to 100% done than it is to go from 0 to 100% done or even 0 to 80 Zero to 80 seems to be like a huge, huge amount of mental work to gather a bunch of information, process it, digest it, and put it there. AI seems to do that pretty effortlessly in terms of how it gathers information, researches, and pulls stuff in. Now, you're limited by the database that AI is searching. So GPT-3 has a, a quite a large database. GPT-4, the next version coming out in the next couple of months, as I believe a thousand times larger of a database, which will be very, very much replacing a lot of copywriting, blog post writing, even news article writing. But uh, we've used it to replace all writing needs, uh, copy in email, um, copy for SMS. We use it anytime we need to write copy because you get something that you can tweak and edit that you really don't have to think to have it in front of you. So from the standpoint of a business owner, the biggest value is it lets you become a tastemaker as opposed to doing the grunt work of all the base parts of creating something. So even if you're writing a book, even if you're writing a screenplay, AI can be used, if you use it the right way, to put ideas on paper to bring from very diverse sets of information, common themes, common ideas to the forefront and to start to build uh, foundations for ideas that you yourself don't have the time or energy or mental bandwidth to be able to spend the many, many hours researching because it's already read everything there is to read about basically every topic. And so, um, you know, takeaways would be like if you're pitching a new client in a new industry, you can have AI write a, uh, you know, three paragraphs on the future of their industry and what are the most recent um, technology innovations that are affecting it. And you're going to have something pretty close to accurate, if not all the way accurate, that you can then utilize as a part of your pitch. Um, if you're doing social media, you want to write, uh, let's say, a series of blog posts on meditation. You can ask it to write you a, a 10, uh, 10 headlines of blog posts. That would be a 10-part series in meditation. And it'll do a pretty freaking good job. And then you can actually use it to draft those articles and to post them, or you can write them yourself, or you can use those headlines and make them into TikToks and short form content. Uh, you know, kind of a million ways to utilize it. Uh, the areas where I see the immediate use is drafting of copy, it's ideating series of content, and it's taking an idea and breaking it down into parts. So the final example would be, and this would be just like a personal use case. Like, let's say I just watched, I just watched a show by Graham Hancock uh, called um, Ancient Apocalypse on Netflix. And he goes to this place called Gobekli Tepe. And it is this like, it's like this, this old spiritual site. So I could go into the AI tool and I could say, hey, what are you know five cultures that are associated with Gobekli Tepe, or what are five cultural sites that were influenced by this? Or I can say, what are modern sites that 
are built on the same principles as this. And I can have the AI tool connect dots for me that I may not see or there. And that, that to me, if I could put it in a nutshell, as a human brain, you have certain biases. AI is reading everything and it's working on probabilities. So there's often links between things that we don't see because it's not explicit. It's kind of hidden deep in readings. And the tools are truly able to pull correlations and connections that you may not have even considered. And while you know some of these might be wrong and you do have to double check them, it's going to definitely expand the way you're able to think about something. Yeah, in many ways, it's not it's not much different than what you get from a Google search, right? Like people should understand that this is just kind of an advanced Google search that not only you know that 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 gets you the results, but also you can prompt for what you want from those results specifically, right? Like that's really the difference is that you can add action to a search. Um, and, and that's what it's pretty, pretty significant about. It. And I also think something to highlight here is one of the things that I, we hear human beings complain a lot about now with kind of the digital transformation is their ability and business owners specifically, their ability to keep up with these algorithms, with SEO linking, all of these things that in the digital space are really critical um, and oftentimes, you know, most businesses can't afford uh, three writers to constantly be writing the amount of content that is needed to constantly stay on top of search engines, to hit the algorithms on Instagram, hit the algorithms on TikTok, hit the algorithms on Twitter, um, especially when you're selling a product or good. So this is actually a solve for a human problem that we have been communicating and businesses have been communicating for many years now, you know, and so thinking about it that from that perspective as well is it's like it solves a, a common frustration that many businesses have in their ability um, to compete in this space, right? And like to to appear at the top of search engines, reach the consumers they're trying to reach. A lot of this is simply volume and keyword based, and what what. AI has done for us is be able to kind of balance the scale, not to the same degree. We're never going to be able to compete with Nike's ability and budget to promote their product and, and disseminate it through so many different channels. But we are able to compete in the sense that we're able to do our job well enough and put enough information out there despite not having multi-million dollar ad budgets. Um, that some of these larger companies have, it kind of levels the playing field. If you have a great product and you have a great service that you're offering, if that information is being disseminated and be reaching the people that it needs to reach, your product or service has a much better chance of getting results um, and being bought, purchased, or used. Yeah, I think that's spot on. I think you know we we've made it to a good um, good wind down point here. Um, I would say like the takeaway is learn the tool. Your ingenuity with how you approach it determines the ingenuity of the output. So the more clever you ask, the more clever you can actually be about getting value out of AI, using that to help build your business, increase your earning potential, do a million other things. So um, definitely something to explore. It's uh, called ChatGPT. You can Google it. It's at OpenAI. 
uh, tool. So the website will be like openai.com or open.ai or something like that. But um, just Google chat GPT. You'll be able to sign up for free and you should try it. It's definitely worth taking a few minutes, playing around with it and understanding what this tool really is. So highly encourage you guys to do that. Um, other than that, uh, you know, as always, be you, you as fly. Hi, boys. Hi, boys. We get on the